What's up, basketball trainers and other professionals who listen to this? I will not be long. Uh, I'm, I'm still on this kick with the, the facilities and the training space. Like, I I want to put a disclaimer out there. I'm not hating on anybody who has a facility. I admire the work you've put in. I admire the fact that you've actually done more searching than real realtors, that you have put down your own basketball <laughs> court, that you have uh, put down your own padding, that you have done a lot of painting work that people have wouldn't dare do just to be able to be in your basketball training space and you've done this for quite some time you've probably put your own money down emptied your bank account done a lot of things and made a lot of sacrifices to make it happen and i admire the heck out of that so i'm not hating on anybody i want my home facility too i'm just coming from a perspective of learning after managing a eighteen thousand square foot facility that has had a basketball court batting cage uh turf a uh, weight room a track office space i'm coming from that world of managing that and also renting from other locations but also seeing people operate in smaller tweener spaces as shane hennon puts it where you're not actually a huge facility but you're a small private intimate training space and i kind of want to talk about the learnings from all three and this is not comprehensive yeah i might i might miss something in this entire list but let me start with the one that most do in my opinion which is rent a space mark kennebrew shout out to you for helping me understand the difference between renting a space and renting time somewhere so renting space is actually owning or, or renting a particular space where you are having a lease that you're paying every single month renting time is where you don't have a lease you don't own the space you're renting a certain time frame at a particular gym so the world that i'm coming from right now <clears throat> is renting time at a court or multiple courts and that has the cons of having to sometimes deal with people who are very very biased towards how they want to rent their space out they may not like basketball uh, trainers or basketball companies in general because of past history of how people act they may have church league rec league things that take precedence over or priority over basketball training so it can be tough to find the hours that you actually need to reserve that that time Uh, but the other thing is you can be nimble in your hours like you don't have to work out for five hours six hours a day because you're gonna have to pay for that anyways you can limit it to three hours you can limit it to two hours you can be nimble and flexible in your cost structure and that variability and how much you pay for that rent is huge especially when you have slower times um so that's that's one thing that comes to mind but when you get to your own space, whether it's an 18,000 square foot or whether it's a, a, a smaller space, man, you're paying for that time regardless, right? You're paying for it whether you use it or not, you're on vacation or not, whether you have renters or not, which you definitely will need renters for an 18,000 square foot space. Like, yeah, I'm not sure of anybody, I don't know anybody who's just doing basketball that's that's paying for a $15,000, $12,000 per month uh, lease, unless you're just big time in a big city and there are guys out there like that, but they are anomalies. Uh, if you're in the tweener space where you have a very low rent and you charge a premium, like, man, that is really the sweet spot. 
you know, especially if you got in during a good time before the square footage cost increased. So that's the first one, the, the nimble and flexible nature of the renting time. And if you're not renting the time, but you're renting the space or owning the space, then you're going to have to have more of a fixed rental cost. And then you're going to have triple net fees. And then you're going to have all the other irregular stuff that is added on to that. But you can scale up and, and really figure out how to maximize your time and your, your, your gym space. Like it is fun to have something set in stone and be able to crunch certain uh, numbers and see what you can do that one, have the, the best training session possible and, and find that perfect number of, of trainees. But also when you do run clinics, you do run camps and you do want to provide more of an intimate training experience and figuring out how can you really maximize your space to the fullest. And it's easier to do that when you have one facility that you are working with the entire time rather than renting a bunch of different ones. The second idea that comes to mind with these three, I only go three, like you can spend all day doing this. But the second thing that comes to mind is the uh, the idea of proximity. Like when you have your own space, yeah, you're a destination. People come to you to train and that's a that's a great thing. But, you know, truthfully, really, really, unless you're doing like a skills clinic or something like that, I feel like within a 20 mile radius, you're not going to get people outside of that. So when you have your own spot, while you have your own spot and it's consistent and you can change your hours when you want to, uh, you're not going to get people out of a certain reach, you know? And that's okay if you have a certain area that's golden, that has a really high population size and the social demographic is one that can, uh, uh, socioeconomic status of the, the demographic is one that can afford your services, then dope. Like you don't need people outside of a 20 certain mile radius. Uh, but when you're <laughs> renting court time, you can go place to place if you have the court rentals. That's the big if, right? If you have the court rentals, if you have the relationships, if you have the consistency in your in your gym time to be able to actually rent <laughs> that stuff out. And if you have a lot of competition, if somebody else is dominating that space or that, that court, then it, it would be tough. It really would be tough. Uh, and it all depends on your area. Like Mike Dunn said, a lot of this stuff depends on your location and where you're training from. Uh, so the second thing is proximity is power. And, and when you have court time, yes, you have the advantage of proximity, but you don't always have the advantage of having guaranteed space to train. But when you are owning your own or renting your own space, then, yeah, cool. Proximity may not be in your best interest for certain areas, but you would probably put your operation in the place that is the best for your training business in the first place. So you probably wouldn't be as interested in those other areas as is so i can see <laughs> how that one goes uh for both sides and it's fun doing this thought experiment and the third thing is the irregular expenses like this one kind of gives me like you don't have to pay for when you rent court time there's no hvac there's no you know court re sanding fee there aren't any other you know fixes you have to fix this door or this light or Whatever that may be, like I'm sure there's a thousand of things that can happen for maintenance uh, challenges when you have your own spot. And when you do have your own spot, you have to pay for those things. But man, like I know at the end of the day, there's nothing like having your own. I just also am curious to know those stories out there that are the stories that people don't really talk about, that are the, the stories that people hurt for a long time, but then they kind of come over the hump. And if somebody's willing to share that, you're listening to this right now, let me know. Like, not 
trying to come out here and just be too vulnerable and share all your failures, but really just trying to get an idea of what it really is like to own your own space, to take out that lease, to force forecast, but not hit that forecast and to rise like a phoenix or one, just understand it's not the best operation for you and shut down because I have seen people shut down. I have seen people go out of business. I have seen that in this basketball training space. So it's not uncommon and we don't really talk about it that much because there's shame around that and it's it's the real deal, but we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to share it. Uh, on the flip side, there are success stories and I hope you are one as well. Thank you for listening to this. Um, I'm going to get back to work pretty soon and hopefully this gives some kind of value. Yo, hope that podcast gave you some value. If it did, please rate, review, and subscribe to this. It only makes the podcast better. I read every single one. And at the very least, go join our group. You'll see the link in the description of this episode. And I will catch you on the next one.